My sermon text this morning comes from the book of Luke, I'm book of Mark, excuse me, chapter 9, begin with verse 2. The book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 2. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good for us to be here? Let us make these. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Most gracious and loving God, I thank you for the word that you have given to us. I ask God that your word will speak to our hearts. Open us up, Lord, and let us receive it. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. I looked up the word transfiguration to see exactly what it meant in the dictionary. And it means to bring closer, to, to, to change, and to become closer to the glory of God. That's what it means. And then you think about Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, how would, why would he need to come closer to the glory of God? Why would he need to be transfigured and changed to such a point that he shone with brightness that people all around could see that, that his disciples could see the glory of God shining upon them? Don't you know that they were awestruck? Don't you know that they sat there with their mouths open thinking, oh my goodness, how bright that is. Look at that brightness. I sure would have been. And it says that they were terrified. I sure would have been. If I was in the presence of Jesus and he became so bright I could barely see, I would certainly be terrified not knowing what was going to be kind of happening next. And then the strangest thing happened when, when the, two, the three disciples look up there and they see that there's two more men standing there. There's two more men. Moses and Elijah. Moses representing the law. The law that we said we don't have to follow this anymore. We follow Christ now. We're, we're beyond the law. And there was Elijah, the most high prophet. Elijah that prophesied about the coming of Christ, the coming of the Messiah. Elijah that was there with Jesus, knowing that he was the Son of God and he was the Messiah. The prophecies were, had been fulfilled through Jesus Christ. It is through those prophecies that they knew that something was going to be coming and something was going to be happening and they weren't sure exactly what it was. Even, even the, the disciples, they knew about it. Good Jewish men, they knew about it. They knew what was the, that something was going to be taking place. And they had already seen Jesus doing, performing miracle after miracle after miracle. They saw him walk on water. They saw him calming the storm. They saw him feed 5,000 people with just a handful of food. They had seen him cast out demons from the vilest of people. They had seen him raise people from the dead. They had seen these miracles, but yet they had not seen anything 
like the transfiguration of Jesus, when the glory of God shone on him so bright that it was brighter than anything that we could imagine today. Anything that we can imagine today. I love it when the sun shines. I love being in the sanctuary when the sun shines in the daytime and, and, and the lights are the bright coming in those, those windows and how pretty they are. But that is nothing compared to the glory of Christ. The glory of God shining on Christ. They didn't know what to do. They were afraid. So what do we do? Can we build your house? And I kind of chuckled at that when I when I you know reading that and studying it. They build them a house. I mean, and first of all, the brightness would destroy the house. But you know, build them a house. But you know what? The thing is that the, the disciples they had a servant's heart and they knew that they had to do something. We as Christians sometimes we have let go of that servant's heart. And we just think, okay, I gotta run. I got I got things to do. I can't look at this shining glory off of Jesus. I got to run. I got to get out of here. I'm afraid. They, they 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 developed that what fight or flight syndrome. They developed they didn't know to run or to stay and try to do something. So their hearts spoke, and what they were basically saying is, "What can I do?" What can I do to further the kingdom of God? What can I do to, to make everything good? What can I do to, 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 to shelter, to make things strong? What can I do? And then an amazing thing happened again. A cloud came over. And in that cloud they heard the voice of God. They heard the voice of God. We as the church, we hear the voice of God over and over and over again. And we dismiss it as something that's far out there because it scares us and we don't want to hear it. They heard the voice of God. And the voice of God was telling, telling them and, the, and Elijah and Moses, this is my son. This is the one you've been waiting for. This is the one that you prophesied about. This is the one that all the laws were written by. This is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Hearing the voice of God saying, listen to my son. Hearing the voice of God saying, listen to my son. Do we listen to Jesus this morning? Or do we go about our own little way and we, we see the light shining and, and sometimes we want to put those lights out? You know that song, that song this little light of mine, one of, them, one of the verses says, hide it under a bushel. No. We've got to let it shine. They could not hide the glory of, Christ, of God that was shining on Jesus Christ. There was no hiding it. But yet, when they started down the mountain... In their fear and trembling, they're starting down the mountain and Jesus is with them. He never left them. Through this whole ordeal of them being afraid and seeing all of these strange things happening, He never once left them. He stayed with them and held them through their whole ordeal. He didn't tell them, you go back down, I'll be there in a minute. They traveled back down the mountain together. Jesus did not leave them. He stayed with them and they traveled back down that mountain together. And going down, he gave them another 
order. Something they could not understand. When you get there, you can't tell anybody what you just saw. You know, we used to play, the, play, play a game, and sometimes as adults we play the same game. I got a secret I'll tell you, but you can't tell anybody. Isn't that the pits? Isn't that the pits? When someone's going to tell you a secret, you can't tell anybody. It's something that everybody you want to know. Well, they wanted to, you know, the disciples wanted to go and tell all the disciples, their friends, their buddies, go and tell them, you know what? You won't believe what we just saw up on that mountain. First of all, we met this 1,600-year-old man. His name was Moses. For one thing, they think they were crazy. And then you wouldn't believe the light that shined on Jesus. You wouldn't believe the light that shined on Jesus. It was so bright that we could barely see. It was just, it just shined brighter than anything that we've ever seen. It was so pure and white. You would not believe that light that we saw. And those people would say, hmm. See, I've been accused of saying that Jesus likes wine. Loves wine. Um, and so, you know, they would be thinking, the, the, the disciple friends would be thinking, they've been doing a little bit too much wine, baby. Too much. They're crazy. They're nuts. There's no way they saw Moses and Elijah. There's no way that Jesus shined that bright. Jesus said, you can't go tell them anything. You've got a secret, but you can't tell it. We just go back like nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. He said, until the Son of Man rises from the grave. Until the Son of Man rises from the grave. And Peter, James, and John still didn't get it. They went down the rest, the rest of the way of the mountain thinking, what is he talking about? Till the Son of Man rises from the grave. What is he talking about? We don't get it. But one day they did. One day they got it. Everything fell into place. They knew that Jesus had been changed and closest to God than what he could ever be. Closest to God on this earth than what it could ever be. I would think even the birth of Jesus as a baby, he wouldn't need to be any closer. He was God. He was God. We in our walk with Christ, whether we're babies in Christ or whether we're, we're, we're older and experienced, we've been Christians for many, many years and we've walked the walk, we've talked the talk, we still have a way that we can be transformed and be changed to be more like Jesus, to be more like God, to be filled more with the Holy Spirit. If God could take Jesus and transfigure him, change him to be more like God, what can he do for us? What can he do for us on our walk, on our journey? He is calling us today. He's calling us to walk that mountain with him up and down and to be in the presence of God and to let that glory of God shine so bright. But Kim, would that be Shekinah glory? Shining so bright. That when we walk into a room, people experience the presence of God.
when we walk into a room, people can experience the presence of God. That's where he wants us to be. That's where he wants us to be. He wants us to be in that, in that position where we have been transfigured and people see the light of God shining upon us. Just like Moses coming down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments. They could see the light of God glowing on his face. Like Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw the light of God that embodied him and made him his clothing and made him brighter than what they could ever imagine in their life. And God wants to do that with us. I believe today that God wants us to know that he's got us. He's got us. He's not going to leave us. He never left the disciples on the mountaintop, on the mountain. He never left them. He was with them through their fears, through their trembling, through their thoughts, through their, what can we do. He never left them. He took them back down the mountain. He did not leave the disciples in their, in their time of fear and trembling and the time of glory that was all around them. Instead, he walked with them. He talked with them. He stayed with them. God wants to stay with us. He wants to stay with us and he wants to take us down in the mountain and up the mountain and around the mountain. He wants to take us to new places that we've never thought we could go. As we build on our relationship with him, he chooses us just like he chose those three disciples. He chooses us and he calls us by name. He says, come and go with me. Come and go with me. I've got things for you to see and do. And I've got things for you. I have things for you to experience that will change your life forever. That will help rid you of the fears. That will let you see God in all of His glory. That will let you be amazed as you're in the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. I chose this picture this morning because I think if we all would really let ourselves, that's exactly what our face would be. Pretty much every moment of the day when we see and experience the presence of God in our lives. I think sometimes we just don't recognize it. We don't recognize what he's doing for us. We don't recognize him waking us up in the morning. We don't recognize him getting us up. We don't recognize him waking us up in the middle of the night so that we can talk to him. But when we begin to understand and see the presence of God in our lives, we will be in awe at his greatness and his brightness and his glory. He wants to transfigure us. He wants to change us to be more in the presence of God than we've ever been in our lives. Maybe we run. Maybe we try to hide. Maybe we're so afraid that we don't know how to say the next word or take the next step. 
But maybe God is speaking to our hearts. Maybe God is telling us, I want to use you to change the world. I want to use you to change your neighbor. I want to use you to change your family. I want to use you to change the children in your lives. I want to use you to change the, the elderly in your lives. I want to use you to bring the glory of God to the people you see every day. But he's also telling us, I will not leave you. I will be with you. As you stand in awe in the presence of God, I will be with you. Take my hand. Take my hand. Open your heart to Jesus. Let the struggles that you have felt, the pain that you have felt, be overcome by the glory of God. Let Him fill you, mend you. Put pieces back together that have been missing and lost. In our hearts, in our minds, let's trust in God. Let us see the brightness of the glory of God as we experience our journey with Him. Most gracious and loving God, I know today, Lord, we've sang songs filled with praise to You as we stand on holy ground. We've talked about prayer, God. We've talked about what it means to be healed, God. We've, talked, we've lifted those to You today, God, that need a healing touch in their hearts, their minds, their bodies. We've heard a message today that You're going to always be with us. No matter what we're experiencing or going through, that You are there with us. That You won't leave us. We've heard a message today, God, that we see you and all the glory and the brightness of God. We've heard a message today, God, that you are calling us by our name to experience your Father's glory with you. God, I know that there are some here today that are in pain and hurting, that don't know what tomorrow will bring, but we don't want it like yesterday. I pray, God, that your presence will fill their hearts. Help us, God. To experience you in every step that we take. Help others to see you through us, through, through our love, our compassion, our understanding. Open arms of a hug, words of kindness. Acts of love. To God, some of us need your touch this morning. 
we need to be reminded that you are with us. And you're walking with us and you're holding us and you're carrying us. And you're putting us down to let us walk on our own. But you never leave us.